The NFL Conference Championships are set. My team is in it. I can't speak for everybody. Is President Trump a Russian operative? The New York Times seems to think so. And finally, we revisit this whole R. Kelly debacle, highlighting a clip from CNN involving a journalist and a lawyer. And we highlight and show you how the media skews the narrative when it comes to certain things. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K Cartoon. I'm Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There's explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Then go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And then check out our music at AudioApesMusic.com. And go to YouTube. Check out our videos. Audio Apes. We're everywhere. Check us out. Share us. Tell your friends about us. We're everywhere. So kicking it off kind of lighthearted. Yes. The NFC Championship is set. The AFC yes. Championship is set. AFC Championship. Patriots. Chiefs. NFC Championship, Los Angeles Rams. All four top seeds. Uh, the Saints, all four top seeds. I thought we could do it. And by we, I meant the Chargers. Jesus Christ, that was a massacre. That was a lot worse that than what the money. score. <laughs> that was easy money for, for TB12 and the boys. They, that was, they made it look like that for sure. I have a feeling... If that's what they did to the Chargers, I don't know that Kansas City has a chance. Kansas City's offense is a little bit more complex, but they have no defense. Like you have to keep in mind that Chargers defense, now I will say this, I don't know what game planning they were doing, but they just allowed <laughs> allowed everything. They allowed they allowed the the Patriots to run. All the short passing like, see, <clears throat> you have to make Brady feel uncomfortable. Good quarterbacks, they're able to stop, you know, or they're, they're able to look through the coverage and just be like, all right, well, since you guys are covering everything, I'm just going to go short. We'll make some out of it. And and that's the thing that Rivers didn't do. I felt like he didn't, or maybe not just him, but – the offensive planning, the offensive coordination, they weren't taking advantage of mismatches, especially yeah. when you're <clears throat> blitzing almost everybody in the box. There's going to be mismatches out there on the field. The, 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 the issue is, obviously, you have less time to find those mismatches, but that's what all that training and all that, that those weekly practices are for. You yeah. practice that stuff. All right. If they're going to rush everybody at us, these are the plays that we have in these events. You know what I'm saying? And I felt like they didn't capitalize off that at all. Not at all. And then Belichick did a good job for, for the Pats in game planning because like they were taking what the Ravens did. And, and we're like, all right, well, since it worked with them, let's, let's use it. Because I was a little shocked last week that having – seeing what the Ravens can do that you didn't have, you didn't move as well as you could have. Like, you know, they won, and that's fine, but 
he still seemed uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So, given the fact that Bill Belichick is a genius when it comes to this shit, you don't think that he's watching tape? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I was thinking when 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 the Chargers were gonna play? I was like, the Steelers game, the Steelers game. The Steelers played Brady very well, and and they did a lot of good things. I, I it, and like they, it was just like bad bad game planning. And then to add insult to injury, this is. The Patriots is the last team that you want to to be messing around or or, or not messing around, but not not at your hundred percent making yeah. mistakes, you know. Because twenty eight seven, I wasn't that wasn't terribly bad for a team that has the talent that the Chargers have. Like it's not it's not bad. I mean it's bad. You don't want to be down that much in the half, but you're gonna get the ball. There's what like four minutes left. And then in a kick return they fumble it. The 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 Patriots score a touchdown after that, so they don't even off of that they don't even uh, score a field goal. It's a touchdown. That's when I knew it was all bad. Like oh, it's it's over. I felt like this was a performance by New England in which their game planning worked from beginning to end. Like there's some games you could tell. Where they come out, they have a certain game plan, and it's not working, and they kind of readjust. Yeah. And they don't score as high. It's it's a much lower score because they're kind of... It's like they've planned for something the majority of the week, and yeah. it didn't work. So it's like, all right, well, we got to switch it up. This is what happens when New England comes out with a good game plan from start, and, to, finish. From start to finish, and it's just nothing you could do about it. So yeah. real quick before we move on to the next... Uh, segment because i didn't want to spend too much time on this who would you out of the four teams left who would you like to see go to the super bowl and then who do you think will go to the super bowl um i would like to see the patriots versus versus the saints because i don't feel that the rams would fare well against the pats i think that that will probably be the super bowl it'll be the the New England, those are the two better teams to me. Because Kansas City, they probably, out of all all four teams, they have the best offense, but you have to be a well-rounded team. And from what I saw, I think the Patriots could beat Kansas City. It'll be close, but I think the Patriots will beat them. And then I think that on the other side, the Saints, they should be able to beat L.A. And, and I feel like the out of out of all the four teams, they're the they're the most well rounded mm-hmm. when it comes to talent. I would like to see a Saints Patriots Super Bowl, and I think like you, it will be a Saints Patriots yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. So I mean, it'll be exciting, and then it'll be, it'll be badass because it'll be Breeze versus Brady, yeah. which you know they're pretty much at the twilight of their careers. So mm-hmm. uh, you never know. Whoever wins that, they might just retire. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're up there. Absolutely. So Very interesting. Yeah. Moving on. Is the president a Russian operative? <laughs> uh, I find I find that question very insulting. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I say that, right? No. So he comes out. So, so last night, I want to say, or was it this morning? Well, I saw the, the New York Times report. And if you guys want to know the exact name of it, uh, 
I don't know it. No. It's uh so it's a, it's a the title or the headline is FBI open inquiry into whether Trump was secretly working on behalf of Russia. Basically outlining that after Comey was fired and Trump saying, "Oh, that eases a lot of tension between me and the Russia thing." Uh FBI found grounds to believe that oh, well maybe maybe he's a Russian operative and that's why he fired Comey. So they started their own independent investigation on him and then i think uh it was the meeting in helsinki and and it was like the the translator between him and 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 putin and they were from from what the report says they found out that that i guess trump was trying to limit what the guy was was going to be telling people after they met you know in the conference or whatever Mm -hmm. and that was where that that's where it, it pretty much stopped. So pretty much, what 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 the New York Times report is initially saying is the FBI doing their report. They might start working with with Mueller, because as 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 we know, the Mueller investigation kind of veered off into something else. Mm-hmm. So I think this will bring it back home into the whole Russia thing. And the reason I say that that uh when i told you i find that question very insulting because right after president like the next morning i think it was uh president trump went on to in in fox news and and uh he was in the well he was on the on the phone with uh janine pirro Mm -hmm. on her show and when she asked him that question he said uh no i I find well he didn't say no he said i find that question very insulting and then goes on to saying like how they keep saying this stuff about russia and can you believe I think the the website or the 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 blogger from the website or whatever, the journalist from the website from mediate.com said Trump never denied <laughs> <laughs> that that he is a Russian that whether he is or he's not. Whereas you could clearly hear that he was saying, No, I'm not, this is dumb. Why are people asking me that question? Now, to answer your question on whether or not uh President Trump is a Russian operative how can we even, like, the way they made this report, I was like, the way they sold this shit, like, it was all over. It was all over, a sun, uh, you know, the Sunday special on NBC yeah. in the mornings. I mean, you would have, because I, I thought, I was like, wow, they caught this dude red-handed or some shit. Like, wow, this is fucked up. And and, and the most that they have is that he told a fucking, tra- like, a translator, like, oh, limit Limit what I the said de- and the don't say anything. Details that, that you give the public, yeah. Which which every politician <laughs> in the history of politics has probably had a scenario where they wanted some details limited from the public. <laughs> yes, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you're you, you're jumping to conclusions with just that information. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like if someone called me a pedophile because they saw me grab a, a, a five year old, and like I'm taking them into like this like hallway or something, and they don't know what happened after that. What if I was taking them to the fucking parent? Oh, hey, here's your child. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that. That's how absurd this is. Like the way the way, and, and, and I'm just saying this because of the way that it was sold. Like I'm I'm telling you, like. But but this is not the first time that the media does that, where they oversell something and swear to high heavens that it's the end. 
Yeah. And, and listen, does it look, is it a practice that I feel, that I would feel comfortable with? No. I, I think that, you know, and supposedly you usually have like someone there, like people there with you when you meet with someone, maybe one person in, in, in your, in your, you know, organization or whatever. Um, or in the, you know, so, somebody there to kind of get the notes and, and, and all that stuff. That's, I would say that's not the best way to practice things, right? But at the same time, like, that is a far cry from saying you're a Russian operative. You know well, what I mean? Like, it's like we talked about previous to starting the episode. It really is no different than that situation with President Obama when he was mic'd up, not knowingly, yeah. and he was talking to dude, and it sounded like he was a Russian puppet. That's yeah. what it sounded like when he was talking to dude, like, oh, well, you know what? Like, you know, the, what did he say exactly? It's Basically, like, that I mean, after the election or yeah. something along those lines that we could talk different or yeah. whatever. Or he, well, he, it was sounded even worse than that, which was like, they're talking, all of a sudden everything's kind of done with, and then and then he's like, you know, right now it's the elections. I got to kind of be tough on you guys. But afterwards, I could kind of ease off a little bit. Yeah. And all this, all that. Which, I mean, it did sound bad. But then at the same time. It's politics. Yeah, it's politics. That's so, the game of politics. Absolutely. And so I don't see this any different than that. Yeah. But it's just crazy that so much of it is... Uh, is it's like you know they get so excited to for at the idea of like possibly bringing down the president. Well, I mean, I'm um fuck, I forget his name. Um, he's one of like the main hosts of of the like the Sunday M- NBC specials, and I always remember him because like his haircut, he always has it down. Mm-hmm. But like I just want him to cut <laughs> cut his hair because it's like he's already balding on one side, so just cut it all. But anyway, I forget his name. But like he was so easily. Or so comfortably saying, oh, well, you know, this is probably, this is more than 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 uh, obstruction. It's collusion. And, you know, the, he's probably a Russian operative along those lines. That's how he's talking. And it's like, that's not, that's not very good. I mean, we talked about it last week about the R. Kelly thing. If they have more information brought forth and he gets taken to court and it gets proven... Well, then you must pay the consequences. Absolutely. But un- uh, unless we don't have that information, you know, like you can't really go off of what you think or what you want to think or what it might be because anything could be anything. You know what I mean? Like what, 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 there has to be proof. You know, it's funny uh, in, in this conversation about journalism. I started reading this book. It's called True Crime Addict by james renner very very good book so far it's about um this the disappearance of this nursing student her name was mara murray now what what made me come across this book was uh like i was like going through the wormhole of youtube and on youtube i was looking at uh like uh like i liked a lot of like those like unsolved mysteries and like stuff like that yeah. I, I'm I'm a little bit of what they call like an armchair detective. Like I like kind of looking at that stuff and and 
and kind of thinking about it and yeah. examining it in my own way. Obviously, I don't have a lot of time to like delve deep into it like a lot of people. But this one particular guy, uh, James Renner, he was an investigative journalist for the better part of his career. And well, I, I mean, I think he still is. Well, no, he's an author now. He's he's more like an investigative author. Okay. He's not too so much a journalist anymore. And he goes into his whole backstory of how he got fired for writing a particular story about a politician and everything. And I liked that the book started off so um, so transparent. He's very transparent about like why he got fired and and his tactics and everything like that. But what's very interesting is, and I just read this part. It was just like in the part that I read. Uh, he talks about, uh, there's an old saying, if I'm mistaken, when it comes to the news, nobody cares or nobody wants to know how the sausage is made. And essentially what he what that means in the world of the news and in the world of journalism is that nobody really wants to know the details of how a story came to fruition. They just want the story. But he says that that was probably true in the time of honest journalism with integrity, where journalism and the news was just the news, like just giving you the information, just giving you the facts. But in the age of slanted journalism, where it's you're kind of one way or the other, and you have to like consider whether or not the writer or the journalist or the producer has an agenda, it's a lot different. And he yeah. said that that's why nowadays like, you see so many people a lot more like skeptical of the news and sort of reluctant to like, believe everything that they say because it's so different now. Yeah. And he says, and, and it's funny because I agree wholeheartedly what he says in the book. And I think on this show, we do that to a certain degree. He says that he believes that journalism now would benefit from some sort of an open forum, like an open online forum where pretty much everything that you talk about is substantiated by the source of where you got it from. Obviously, you can't give away like sources names and stuff like if they're like secretive people. But if it's like you're getting some certain some data or like have everything like cited and substantiated that way people will become so essentially they'll become more more they'll believe the news more but also it'll kind of do away with that old saying uh of uh nobody wants to know how the sausage is made in in this regard they should know how it's made because that's how you get so many people that don't believe the news and and what's funny about that is i was thinking about how we do on the show sometimes well, we kind of go in deep about like, okay, what what periodical did this come from? Is it like right or left leaning? You kind of know, and it, when you're in that world and you're you're talking about these things and you're constantly reading and trying to get new information, you become very familiar with it. It's almost like sec- second nature, but for a lot of people, it isn't. Yeah, and so I think to some degree, we show people without even recognizing or realizing or that even being our intent, how the sausage is made, so to speak. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Through, through this show. Yeah. And it, it and, and that's, that's important. And actually I, I want, I was looking like, as you were telling me that, that stuff, 
<clears throat> I was looking for this article that I read, which actually like made you think about this this whole situation bigger. It being bigger than 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 just like the president or the FBI, and really like for the future. And it's a, an article. Uh, it's it's lawfareblog.com and and the, and the name and the title is on what grounds can the FBI investigate the president as a counterintelligence threat and basically it's kind of like looking into if the FBI had the authority to do that and also the the fact that we still don't know what they have or what they don't have it could be that what if they were just reading off of the fact that i i guess basically what grounds do you have legally and are you willing to to compromise everything just because you don't agree with the president you see what i'm saying right now obviously if the president is in the wrong you know that's obviously looks good on you oh you you were on this shit but if you're kind of looking at oh he fired comey we're not very happy about that this is a more of a political thing you might be hurting the FBI and the FBI as a you know counterintelligence you know agency yeah and now the, and straining the relation between the presidents of of the future because I will say this President Trump is not like the presidents of before he's a lot more vocal he handles things differently and and you know given the fact that it's it's like it's like if a rock star came into like a, a a place where it's just all people that work at cubicles, you know what I mean? Like that's not, <laughs> yeah, you're not used to that. Yeah. So so if dudes like, oh man, fuck you and fuck you and man, I'm just rock out and this, people are gonna act differently. They're not gonna feel comfortable about it. So that's understandable. Trump is a different type of character. Trump is is a little more in your face. But the thing is this though. Because you don't like the guy or because he acts this way, like you still have to go through the legal process of how things get get handled and look at the bigger scope of things, which is, again, I think the relationship between presidents of the future and, and your own intel, you know, intelligence agency. Like this is I just hope that this is not like a political thing. And I guess what you're talking about, where it's like looking at how the information was given. Right. And, and and how it was attained, that's very important. It is because, let's be honest here. If we are speaking strictly legally, everybody that you've ever met has broken some law. Yeah. Tax-wise, driving laws, Everything like there's there's so many laws and 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 uh, the legal scope of just American life is so strenuous that if you really nitpicked every little thing and if the law was able to do that, they could pull you over. I, I, I've heard pe- cops talk about how like you could just follow somebody for five minutes driving and in that five minutes, they're going to break a law, some sort of driving law. Yeah. They're going to break a law. So then you could pull them over on that. Like, so that's my point. But it's the thing is, the thing is, it becomes a thing is, are, are we using too many resources and too many man hours for something so small and if it is so small then what's the point in pursuing it 
and and then you it, it begs the question well is this personal is this political what yeah. is this really about and when we talk about that it, it reminds me of the Dinesh D'Souza and how the time that he was locked up for breaking campaign finance law and he even like admits he's like yeah I did break campaign finance law this person was a friend of mine this candidate I gave her more money than the law allows but does the crime the the is, is it always punished the same way because he got punished he actually got sent to prison for that shit yeah. but then he was also like a well-known author that was like against the obama administration he you know what i'm saying he whereas the obama administration broke campaign finance law at a way higher number at yeah, a, well, a higher amount than Dinesh D'Souza. Then nobody did any prison time. Yeah. That's my point. Is like, is it is it always fair? Are we looking at things? So, so that's that's the other thing about it is is what the president is getting investigated for. Any different than stuff that like many other people have done, but you're just putting it in a certain narrative to make it seem more extreme than what it what it really is. Yeah, yeah, and I'll tell you this: if you don't find anything, it's gonna look real bad for you. Like, it's just not a good look because you're doing all this, all these articles. You know, what I mean, and it's like I'm tired of that. Like, where it's like they'll say something, and it's like it's not what it was cooked out to be. And this happens a lot more often with Trump than any president. A lot, that I yeah, could ever yeah. Think. I remember the tax thing. I mean, just you could go. Over and over again, yeah, it yeah. keeps happening. It's a long list. So like right now, the big thing is uh, uh, his his ex lawyer Cohen is going to testify yeah. uh, before Congress. Yeah. Like, how is you know what I'm saying? People are probably going to make a big deal about it, and and it might be a big deal. But then we might be like, oh wow, like this guy is not credible at all. This is, you know what I'm saying? This made the, their whole case look bad. So. I don't know. I really feel like there's a lot of establishment figureheads that realize that they have nothing on the president in terms of policy. So this is what they got going for them. It's yeah. like when it comes to the politics aspect of things, he's 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 destroying them. And so this is what they got going for them. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. To add to that, though, which uh, we talked about last week, which was the wall thing. He, the way he he uh, set up his speech and the way that the left rebuttaled and the approach that he's taken after that was very uh, strategic. Yeah. Cause, cause he's had sit downs with, with, with border patrol, yeah, and they've had like the weapons, the drugs. What's so crazy yeah. is the border patrol. This and and this is actually, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but this is yeah. important. This is something that goes along with something that I've said before on this show about Trump being a very ground level dude, and like these establishment figureheads aren't. They're not ground level people. They're the equivalent of when you work for like a corporation or, or yeah, like a corporation and then corporate comes in, like the corporate office comes in yeah. and like, they really know nothing about what's going on on the ground level. Or like when you, 
work at a government facility and like the higher administration comes in and they come up with all kind of dumbass ideas because yeah. they have no idea what's going on on the ground level. Where Trump is not like that. I'm not saying he's from the ground level, but he on many occasions shows that he has the willingness to visit the ground level and spend time on the ground level. And the Border Patrol agents themselves are saying that a wall is necessary, that a wall will help, that a wall will make things incredibly different. These are the people that are saying it. These are the people that are working it. These are the people that know about it. And know the logistics. And this is a... This is kind of like the numbers on, on some of the border wall stuff that have happened after his speech and then after his talk with, with the whole, I mean, really like a committee of people. He had uh, he had Rubio, no, not Rubio down there, um, uh, Cruz down there. He had... He had all of all of uh, border patrol. He had different different uh, people in the government. Well, after that, th- these were the numbers before actually border wall increase. So before it was thirty four percent approval of the the shutdown. It's going up now. It went to 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 forty two, and and it's went up is went up with college educated people thirteen points, independents eleven points, Midwesterners fourteen points, eighteen to thirty nine five points, and then non white six points. That's not a situ- like the situation at hand is not a situation that should you should be going up in if the government is shut down. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, so I guess he, he that's what I'm saying. Like it, it was well thought out how he was going to handle what they said. And, and and one thing that I noticed was a lot of the border people, they were saying, this is not manufactured. They kept repeating, this is not manufactured, which is what uh, politicians from the left and journalists yeah. were, were selling it as. This is manufactured. This is manufactured. That's not manufactured. This is not manufactured. We're here. We do this. this we does this. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, this is what, what, what we do. We know where shit is coming from. We know... Where people can't come through, we know where we could control it. Of course, you're never going to be able to stop something, a hundred percent, but at least logistically sway it in a in a way that that works. And and then they kept saying, "This is not manufactured." Speaking of manufactured, did you see that Jim Acosta uh, uh, social media post where he's on the he's on the border? Um, I heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. he's on the border, and he's like, "Yeah." So I'm I'm over here at the border, and you see this uh, fence that's you know something along the lines of what the president wants to build, but as you see, there is no no trouble here. It seems pretty peaceful and tranquil. That's some South Park shit. Listen, you the border is fucking two thousand miles long. Like not only that, fucking- he's standing behind a wall. Like what? Do you you're standing behind a fence, and you're saying it's tranquil and peaceful. You're not really making it very easy. Yeah, like you're, you're enforcing his point, <laughs> and and there's so it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous, and 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 people didn't seem to really buy it. People were like, "Oh man, this guy's a fucking clown, man." But I mean, come on, Jim, really, Jim? <laughs> like really, you're not gonna go somewhere where there's no border. Like or a or a border wall, you're gonna go where their wall is and then say that it just doesn't. But but Jim Acosta is a goofy though. Yeah. Like just like the the situation before at the White House, where they were doing a presser, and and he, he's 
questioning President. It was right before the midterm elections, questioning President Trump about the that little commercial that they put out about the turbulence yeah. of the caravan coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and President Trump's like, those people aren't, aren't actors, though. And like Jim Acosta's point went totally down the drain. It's like, uh, do you not recognize that your point is so weak that somebody with not even not even person that doesn't even have to be that smart can like just wash your whole argument down the drain? Yeah, and then people were saying that that it was bad on Trump to revoke his his, uh, but he was being disruptive. And a lot of people probably don't know this. If, if you're not into politics, there's such a thing as grandstanding. I know what grandstanding means, but I just kind of looked up the definition, so it could be defined in a term where everyone can understand. And that's to seek a, seek to attract a, a, applause or favorable attention from spectators or the media, which is exactly what he was doing. Yeah, he was asking questions in a way where he'll rile people up, and it's like, listen, this is not the time or place for this. If you're going to ask a real question and I make these points, and, and, about and how trying you feel, to come off like some sort of political crusader, yeah, like th- that's not your job. Ask no. questions, and that's yeah. it. And then <laughs> Trump, like Trump was just outing them. But that's the thing, like, just let the shit play out at the end. And then I'm going back to to the whole Russia thing. And 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 stop and stop with these false alarms. And then look at look at how you feel about uh, certain of these issues, and 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 how people are looking at it. And, and that kind of goes, and I guess that's what I would advise people when it comes to, to like the whole immigration stuff. A lot of people, when I've talked to people, you know, you're you're not really, you're talking out of your ass. You could you could tell that you're talking based off of what you hear or what you see, and you ha- any any topic that you take on, you really have to look at it really deep, and 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 look at the different angles. I mean, I. And, and 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 talk to people, you know, you know, like that that are in the fields, absolutely, and, and see how they feel about it, absolutely. So, moving on, last short segment, we touched on this last week, the whole R. Kelly thing. Uh, this week, we watched a small clip from a CNN report in which a journalist that questioned R. Kelly some time ago. Some of that footage was used for this R. Kelly documentary that's going around that everybody's talking about. And a lawyer, we're both talking to the CNN anchor about this whole R. Kelly thing. And I don't know how long that clip was. I remember it was like five, seven minute clip. And a whole lot of crazy shit was said in that clip. Like crazy, not like crazy off the wall, like, uh, you know that you you like at face value you wouldn't you intellectually would, off the wall. Intellectually off the wall, absolutely. Yeah. And it off first it started off with the with what the journalist said. He was like, "Well, the look at the interview that I did. The interview that I did. He was very much like he really wanted that th- his credit for doing that interview. Well, in the interview that I did." You know, I, 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 I asked R. Kelly a very important question, and then they obviously they run back the clip of the interview. And this is what he asked R. Kelly. He asked R. Kelly, and this is something along the lines of that Trump thing when, with the question, oh, he didn't say no. That It's something along those same lines. They asked R. Kelly, do you like teenage girls? That's what he asked. 
And so according to this journalist that asked that question, R. Kelly should have just flat out said no. He, The journalist called it a, quote, softball question. That was a very easy question to say no to. Well, no. Maybe for you, because you're not a superstar that has fucking girls throwing their panties at them as you walk down the street. Yeah. But for a guy like R. Kelly, that is a hard question to answer because... 18, 19 years old, you're still technically a teenager, but you're of legal age. And you trying to... Porno bitches are like 18 and 19 years old. And you're trying to get there. And he even says, yes, I have 19-year-old friends. Well, we all know what that means. These are women that that he sleeps with. But And then R. Kelly goes on to say, but if you're talking about anything illegal, no, I'm not into like, you know, illegal women. They totally disregarded... That second half of R. Kelly's statement that he's not into anything illegal. Now, granted, we're not here, and this is very important to reiterate, this is not about us defending R. Kelly. What this is about, it's about the legal scope and how you give a narrative of something fairly. That's what this is about. It's about fairness. It's about you're trying to demonize somebody for saying something, and then you... And then you think we're so stupid that you go, you proceed to show us the clip and the clip shows that it's totally not what you're saying it is. That's what you have a problem. And then he, where, where he's like, oh, and it's so arrogant. It's like he's just flashing it in front of our faces. No, you last him. You did a horrible job as a journalist. Because yeah. if that was me, I wouldn't have asked, do you like teenage girls? Because I know that 18 and 19 is is encapsulated in that. What I would have asked was, do you like underage girls? Yeah. Then it's like, all right, now that's a real question if he says yes or no. I mean, he could always lie, but you gave, if anything, it wasn't a softball question. You gave him a question where he had an out. Yeah, yeah I like teenage girls, 18 and 19 years old. That's teenage. That's that's what he would have been saying. And not only that, but like the fact that you're willing to, because after that, he also said, when he said that was a softball question, after after knowing what you just got out of, like, okay, so what are you saying? Because he got out of like the whole videotape thing. You, so you're saying that he should just lie? Is that what you're saying? That because it's not politically in 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 R. Kelly's best interest to 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 just say anything having to do with teens. So just be like, no, I don't like teen women. I, f- I feel like he just broke the question down. He's like, yeah, and, it depends, and, 18 and, or 19. And, and you made a good point what you just, when he said what you just got out of. That getting out of, that's not so simple. Getting out of, that was acquitted. You were charged of something and you were acquitted. <laughs> that means that the court of law, lawyers, uh, 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 the prosecutors, the jury, the bench, whatever. I don't know what if it was bench or jury or whatever. They found you not guilty. Yeah. That's how this country works. Yeah, yeah. That's how this country works. Oh, what you got out of. No, motherfucker, he was acquitted. What he was not guilty of, apparently. Yeah. So that's very important to recognize. And again, that's us doing our part in the whole what is what's the sausage? How's the sausage made, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. Now, on the flip side of that, on the other side of the anchor was this lawyer who she was as you put earlier with Jim Acosta, she was grandstanding. She yeah. was talking about, oh, uh, 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 yeah, the, the prosecutors can definitely use this testimony, this, this, and that, because it's bringing awareness, this, this, and that. Mm, 
I don't know. I don't know how how credible this testimony is. I don't see how their their testimony of these events that supposedly took place all these years ago is any more credible any more credible than than the Dr. Ford testimony when it was against uh um Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. It's it so, to be hard proof or, or evidence, some evidence. Or, or right, or 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 at least more current. At least more current. You're talking about shit from years ago. That who's gonna backtrack this shit? Who's gonna investigate that? That's number one. But number two, and the very intellectually off the wall thing that she said is where is RCA and Sony in this? Because people are still like listening to his music. And it's actually true, his music sales have went up. Have gone up and his streams have gone up since this whole debacle. And uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had put a video out on social media saying, what am I missing? What am I missing? Well, apart from people just kind of being sort of like sick and like just not caring about the situation, because I'm sure like a lot of people don't care about it. It is what it is. And they like R. Kelly. Like maybe they're not necessarily sick. It's just they're a fan of R. Kelly and it is what it is. You also haven't proven anything. Like, why should people stop listening to his music? Yeah, he he's been he's been he's not even technically charged of anything right now, let alone guilty of anything. So why should people stop listening to his music? So if you're looking at things from a logical legal standpoint, all you have done so far is brought more attention to the man yeah. because you haven't even charged him with anything. So you have that. And, and then she's like, well, yeah, where's RCA and Sony in this in terms of, like, pulling his music? But Pull, why? Yeah, exactly. It's like, and I like to I like to do this a lot, putting it in, in, in terms of just, like, some regular shit because people can see the outrage, which is, like, if I see a group of people beating on a dude, right? And then they're like, yeah, come, come join me. And I'm like, why? Oh, he raped this girl. No, I'm not going to join you. I don't know him. I don't know what he did. I don't know what we're talking about here. This is the same. It would be the, the same, same situation. Thing. It like, is absolutely. Like what you so so Sony and 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 uh, all these people that 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 were doing business with him and made music and, and published his music and not supposed to pay for something that's not proven. Prove it. It's it's funny you say that about you gave that example about beating beating up the guy because I had a situation one time at work where a coworker was dating another coworker. This was some years ago. Coworker was dating another coworker, and he, I guess, threw a bottle of water at her. Uh, like she, I guess, it was like the end of their relationship or whatever the case. But the rumor obviously started circulating that he had hit her. Oh. Uh, or maybe she said that he had hit her or whatever. But it wasn't true. He did throw a bottle of water at her. It was like an open bottle of water, but he didn't hit her. And so I remember somebody, like, t- we were talking about this and, and they were saying, no, there's, there's, there's no way that he hit her because if he hit her, all of us guys right now would be out there beating his ass. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. They're all you. You're okay with that. You're okay. I'm like, no, listen, I don't know what the fuck took place between them. Maybe she hit him first. Like, I don't know. Like why, 
why would I get involved in that goofy shit? Like, why yeah. would you get involved in that shit? Like, <laughs> exactly. Fuck them. Like, that's that's their that's their situation. Now, granted, if uh, in in this situ- scenario, if R. Kelly has like victims, I'm not saying fuck them, but what I'm saying is, until you can prove that you really are a victim, I mean, what do you want anybody to do about it? That's just how the world works. Yeah. I mean, at least in this country, that's how it works. And for me to be passionate about that, because listen, I'm not an R. Kelly fan, and I'm not even like you know. But even if I was, it doesn't matter. Like you see, what I'm saying like it has nothing to do with me with my everyday life. So I'm not gonna go and 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 be the the biggest advocate for R. Kelly. But at the same time, I'm not gonna be the biggest advocate against R. Kelly either. Absolutely. I'm just let it let it be. And and yeah, it's until, funny because in that report they read a, a, a tweet from Lady Gaga, saying, "Oh, I simply in plain believe the women, and I I wish that I never worked with him. I should have spoke out sooner. That told Chance the rapper shit. Yeah, I would stay like if I worked with R. Kelly before, I would just stay quiet about the thing. Like I just it has, doesn't concern me. I, it was at one point I made music with you, is what it is, and you know unless I'm asked why, you know what I mean, like." And even yeah. when I'm asked, I'm gonna be like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I is is he is he charged? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, what evidence do they have yeah, against him? Because I'm really... just hearing accusations, but anybody yeah. could accuse anybody of anything, which is sort of funny because then that day we also saw a, fi- a post by Fifty Cent where he posted a, a picture of this article where oh, that yeah. that journalist that was asking R. Kelly all those questions. Is now somebody accused him of workplace sexual harassment. Yeah. So it's funny because we talked about that last week with the Chance the Rapper thing. You live by the wokeness, you die by the wokeness. Yep. Because now <laughs> if dude like now if dude denies it, it's like, nah, we believe women. Yeah. Simple and plain, we believe them. <laughs> yeah. Leave it to 50 Cent to do some trolling ass shit like yeah. that. <laughs> That's why I love I, I, I love him on Instagram. He's hilarious, but yeah, it's 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 crazy, and it's crazy and scary because what she was saying, you may, you brought up a good point because we talked about it when when the video had came out. You you had showed me the video, and that is very much authoritarian to be. It like, is. It's very go after these companies, go after this, go after that. Like whoa, whoa, for something you haven't proven. If any, to to be quite honest with you, this is what's so crazy about it. The only thing, okay. And this is looking at this very logically. R. Kelly was charged before he was acquitted. There have been plenty of accusations, but he's never been convicted of anything involving that shit. The only thing that all of this shit has proven, if you look at all the interviews and all this other like little social media shit that has come out, the only thing that has been absolutely proven is that a whole bunch of women want to sleep with dude and been sleeping with him and don't have a problem with it. That's the only thing that has been proven because the day of uh, like recently, uh, I think actually one of the days that one of the episodes of the documentary came out, there was a video of him at a nightclub in Chicago celebrating his birthday and you know what the women were chanting at the night? Take me hostage. Oh, my. 
I will. And, and I saw that, that and I saw that through uh, uh, a post from uh, Richard Cooper, the entrepreneurs from in Cars guy, because he's saying he said this. This is kind of crazy, but this is like a, a discussion for another day. He's like, that's women's nature. Like he's like any guy that doesn't think that that's a woman's nature is crazy. Like when hypergamy takes over, and you're talking about like a high status guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's like women. He's like, who knows how many of those women have a boyfriend at home, whatever, whatever. He's like, that's their nature. They will do and say anything, throw away all the shame, throw away all the integrity for a chance to to be with like a guy of that stature. Yeah. It all goes out the window. So you have that, like, so that, and that's not manufactured. That's, you see the clip yeah. of the women saying, take me hostage. You have that. Then you have all these families of all these people Saying, oh, R. Kelly has my daughter hostage as a sex slave. But then when either investigators or police or whomever social media gets a hold of these alleged victims, they come out and say, no, I'm not a victim. I want to live in this house with all these women and be his sex slave. And, and, and that's and that's the thing to me. It's like <clears throat> for for how overly sexualized everything is, you know. That's shit that people are into, like like you know that bondage <laughs> shit, that fucking like oh I got slaves, and they they be oh, fucking that's crazy leathered up, it, like, it's like that, some Pulp Fiction shit, no, some gift it, shit. It's funny you say that because it is true, like what you just said. It is it's a crazy crazy irony that we do live in like this time that's so over sexualized that like somebody comes along that's like super sexual and he like r kelly is like thanos (laughs) 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 if you think about it like it's like like in this time of like like all these all these these uh because if you look at the the avengers infinity war like all these got these marvel heroes for all this time they've been trying to essentially save the universe and if you look at Thanos, he's doing, he wants to do the same thing, but yeah. at just that, like a way more kind of cold blooded manner. But yeah. his, his objective is not to destroy the universe. Like, like many super villains. Oh, I want to destroy everything. Thanos actually, he wants to save it. He wants to s- prevent suffering, prevent, like that's his whole mindset of yeah. it. So it's funny because R. Kelly is like the Thanos of sex. It's like, oh, all you, and I can see him singing about like, all you motherfuckers been talking crazy on Instagram about sex showing that ass. But now dude comes along and it's like, oh, he's the bad guy? Y'all bitches been showing y'all ass. (laughs) I got bitches and leashes, literally. (laughs) 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 Fucking R. Kelly. Man, you the Thanos of sex, baby. And it's like he fucking like goes around collecting panties of different colors no. to create his gauntlet. Right? His sex gauntlet. <laughs> different types of sex. <laughs> he has a yellow one for piss, the other one for like slaves, yeah, all that. types of shit. But you know what? I was going to ask you a question because they went after R. Kelly because he, he dated or or did he marry Aaliyah at 15 or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Do you think this is this should ring like a this should be like a a warning bell for for Jay Z? You think they'll come after Jay Z? Mm, no, because if if he if I would say they might come after Jay Z if Beyonce was n- not famous, if she wasn't with him, 
there there's like a lot of layers of protection to Jay-Z because beyond he could Beyonce could always come out and say, Well, yeah, we met at I was 16, but we never did anything until I was of age. That's true. That's over with. And she I'm sure she would. Even if that's not true, he might have like had sex with her while she was 16. I'm not accusing him of that. I'm just saying it's yeah. possible. Yeah. But she's not, she'll never admit to that. She'll say, come out and defend her husband and be like, no, like, yeah, we met at 16, but but at 18 is when we started getting physical, yada, yada, yada. Um, You know why I asked that, right? Because they, because they were, they she was 16 when they, when they were like. Yeah. And not only that, but it's like. Around each other. Because now they got the R. R Kelly, the, the Michael Jackson documentary, which is channel four and 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 HBO. HBO talking about how he sexually abused those kids and then and then really how they've been going hard on on like <clears throat> it seems like they're targeting just black entertainers you know what's crazy is that you say that because milo put a post the other day because the only way that he's really able these days to get his word out is like on instagram and like you kind of got to read the this the the description or yes yeah, the, the or the caption yeah. of the pic and a lot of times his captions are real long because obviously Twitter banned him, so it's hard for him to get his word out these days. But I saw yeah. a post, and he was saying that he's like, I'm surprised more black entertainers are still on the liberal bandwagon when they've shown so many times that once you've served your purpose, they really want to like do away with you. Yeah. And and think about it, man. There's some truth to that, obviously. Cosby, Cosby, Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Chance the Rapper got some. R. Kelly, Michael Jackson. Uh, shit, I'm I'm sure I missed somebody. That's why it's so hard for me to like really take any of these guys serious when they say that they don't like or they don't fuck with Trump, because deep down behind the facade of everything. This guy is kind of in your corner because he's the antithesis to that shit. Yeah. yeah. So it's like even if you don't like directly want to relate to him or find him relatable, he's fucking going to bat for you whether you like it or not. Because think, yeah, because think of like certain situations that like didn't really seem like, for example, like the Louis C.K. when he said what he said about beating off, jerking off in front of those uh, women, right? He said that he got their you know, their consent and that he did it, but he shouldn't have done it. But just switch that to, to Donald Trump approach. I asked them if they would have said, no, I wouldn't have done it. Right. I did it because they said it was okay. Right. What? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You take the Kevin Hart thing and, and, and you take the Donald Trump approach. Listen, I've said, sorry for that shit. I don't know how many times you guys want me to say, sorry, but I'm done with it. It's over with. Fuck the Oscars. I don't even need you. Right. You guys need me. And you're so right about that. Take Bill Cosby. He was so quiet for all that time. Didn't want to like speak out in his own behalf. Yeah. Donald Trump. No, I didn't do it. It's not true. Like I didn't drug these women. R. Kelly's taking the Trump approach in, in a way. He said, what the fuck? <laughs> he went. Remember they had the protesters at his house. I no, went, I didn't see that. Yeah, they were at his house protesting one of his houses or whatever, and he went out to fucking party. 
And he was just fucking those women everywhere and all his people. Oh, oh, yeah. I, I mean, I saw the video where he was partying, but I didn't see the video of any protesters. Yeah, they were protesting at his house or whatever. And it's like, it was not not like a straight up Donald Trump approach. It was kind of like, I don't give a fuck. Like, what do you have on me? But you keep going and going. Chance the Rapper. He could have been like, I'm not a fucking investigator. What do you so I'm supposed to fucking screen everybody? All like, right. what, what, what do you mean? Every, every Everything that you could think of like, that speak Trump... speak up would, for yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like, you know, because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If I if I did a, if I did a song with someone that did something real fucked up, you know, I'm not going to feel bad because I didn't do anything fucked up. I wouldn't like that person. Like, if I And do, you didn't know they were going to do it. Yeah. Like, like I'm not going to say I regret... Doing a song with him because that would mean that I knew like like let's say I did a like song with like a pedophile. Somehow you're to blame. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd be like, dude, this fucked up. Like I don't regret doing a song with him because I didn't know that. But like, he could bet his bottom dollar, or you could bet your bottom dollar. I'm never gonna fucking work with him ever again because I don't fuck with pedophiles. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's it. Be straight up about it. Don't be apologetic for someone else's sins. You know, like. Yeah. So it it is crazy that you brought that up. Cause, cause it is a a weird situation that I guess they're going through right now, and if handled better, I, I I think that the pain would be a little less. Yeah, or a lot less. Yeah. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show does continue to grow because you guys keep listening. Remember, share us on Spotify, on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. We're everywhere. We're on Stitcher, pretty much all major podcast platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. If you're not active on Twitter, maybe you're active on Instagram. We're also there at Hanging with Apes, trying to get a little bit more active on Instagram. Give us the incentive to be more active. And if you want to listen to some really good rap music, Audio Apes, also on all major music platforms. We're out. Peace. 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 <laughs>